welcome to the Champions Cast Live. We're here, ready for E3 and Nintendo and the Nintendo Direct. I'm here with my co-host Andy Spiteri. How's it going, buddy? Dude, I am psyched. It's finally here. It's finally E3. We've been waiting for this for so long. So many cool games to talk about. So many things that we're expecting to see. So much fun to be had uh taylor how have you enjoyed e3 so far uh it's been a wild ride honestly because so much has happened that i haven't expected and then at the same time those things that have happened i don't know just haven't been as good i guess i don't know it's weird it feels like it feels like a different e3 because sony uh, skip the show. You don't really have that competition of who's going to win E3, who's going to pull out all the stops, and who's going to show the best stuff, I feel like. Definitely. Um, but nevertheless, there has been a lot of cool stuff that uh, that we've been shown, and uh, we're going to talk, we're going to deep dive right into it. Um, to everybody listening on podcast form, uh, you're going to be able to get the pre-show and the post-show all wrapped into one. Everybody that's live here with us today, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be watching Nintendo's E3, and uh, I guess let's get this show on the road. What do you say? I'm all up in it and ready to get rocking. All right. So before we uh, before we dive into our predictions and what what meager predictions of ours are left, uh, and before we dive into what <laughs> we want to see on the show floor, let's talk about some of the stuff that we've seen um, from E3 thus far. Uh, I, I, you know, I saw that you weren't as sold Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order as I was. Uh, care to explain yourself? Uh, yeah. So I, I'm a longtime Star Wars fan. Always have been. Um, I was raised on it, grew up on it, and you know, lo and behold, the stuff with the new trilogy aside, I was looking forward to a game that would kind of bring uh, a new spark into. Uh, Star Wars gaming and something like you know akin to maybe Knights of the Old Republic did in the early 2000s and unfortunately I just felt like this game should have been released like four or five years ago as opposed to you know next year or this year it it was really really odd seeing a whole bunch of mechanics that um have just been done before in other games or or in Star Wars games like Force Unleashed so it was it was just it was unfortunate, but there is potential, I think, for sure. Yeah, I thought that it was uh, it was pretty solid, and I think that that's really all the Star Wars game needs to be is just solid. Um, I don't think it needs to do anything too crazy. It doesn't need to do any gimmicks or tricks. It just needs to have like that kind of that kind of Batman Arkham Asylum level quality to it. And I think that if they do that and they can build off of it, uh, they're going to be moving in the right direction. I liked what I saw. We didn't see very much, and uh, I guess we're not going to have to wait that long to play it since it comes out like right away. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's definitely um, a very pretty thing... game. Yeah, yeah, it looked really nice. And that what was that little robot's name? He was cute. I don't remember the robot's name, but I love him already. He was he was a cute little fellow. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to him. One thing that I was uh, pretty bummed out about was the delay of Ori. And the Will of the Wisps, maybe yeah. my most anticipated game of 2019. That is now a February 2020 game. I don't know if you ever had the chance to play the first one, but it is a beautiful Metroidvania game. Uh, just really, really solid. Tells like tells a very a, a very great story. It's kind of like 
kind of like Wally. There's not really a lot of talking, but there's a yeah. lot of emotion. So I was really, really looking forward to the second part of that. And uh gonna have to wait a little bit longer for it, unfortunately. I think everything that we've seen from uh Ori so far has just been amazing like breathtaking in its visuals breathtaking in its in its ability to tell that story as you said with like little to no dialogue at all and just the these impressive visuals and and these these character animations like Ori's animations and and his their the facial expression is just it's great like you can really tell what's going on hey linked over hey Joel what's going on man yeah, I am uh I'm a little bit bummed that it's not coming out soon, but uh you know, what what can I say? I am I am super stoked for this next game and I am sure that you agree with me. Of course, I'm talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Uh, they showed it off and they brought out freaking John Wick. <laughs> How awesome is that? You I, I see you see the trailer end with uh with sexy cybernetic Keanu Reeves. Let's go. Uh, great moment in E3. Probably the best moment of, uh, of E3 yet, actually, I'd have to say. Which is weird, because they stuck in the middle of the uh, the Microsoft conference. It wasn't the bookend at the beginning, anything like that. But it was an awesome moment, nonetheless. I think it brought life to a conference that was starting to kind of teeter a bit. So I sort of understand the placement, but I definitely feel like that was something that... That was a that was an ender, not a not a middler. But that was incredible. Like I, I did not expect that at all. Like, but then again, we had not really seen very much of cyberpunk, so I guess we should have been sitting here thinking, "Oh, this could go in any direction." But Keanu Reeves, both in the game and on stage, was was not something I, <laughs> I thought of. So. Uh, I, I thought that that had to be like one of the absolute highlights of the show. Absolutely. Kind of going in the opposite direction was Gears of War 5. That was a big part of Microsoft's press conference last yeah. year and uh, releases in September. But, you know, considering that it releases so soon, I thought that they just really dropped the ball with how they handled that. Um, and I know that there was the the Gears of War specific event that's coming up later in the summer. So I feel like obviously a lot of emphasis is going to be put on it there, but you know, this is kind of your swan song for the Xbox one. It's, it's your last big title. So I thought that it would have a little bit more of a presence and maybe be a little bit more impactful than it ended up being. So um, I, I'm not a big gears of war guy, but I was disappointed for people that are because it kind of, it, it, it went out with a whimper instead of a bang at this E3. Yeah, I, I I don't understand. I guess like they had revealed enough of the gameplay they felt uh, last year and and showed off enough of it to where they were confident going in and saying, "Hey, this this new mode that we're debuting uh, was it uh, Gears Escape?" Um, I guess they thought that that would be fine and that everybody would would be okay with just having that instead of going full on saying, "Hey, you know, this game is coming out imminently. We." want to show you the full marketing push and i don't know it, it the whole latter half of the xbox or sorry of the microsoft conference just kind of fell flat for me with the exception of one thing that i'm sure we'll get to in a minute so yeah gears was was super super disappointing for what it could have been i think um the one thing i have to imagine 
that you're alluding to is Halo Infinite and yes. Project Scarlet. Yes. Yes. So yeah, that looked pretty. Uh, it looked pretty awesome. I uh, I haven't been on the Halo bandwagon lately. I I played Halo one through three and then Reach, and they were all exceptional games. And then um, I never really got on with four. Never really got on with five. So you know, I'm looking forward to jumping back in when Halo Infinite comes out. Um, I know that five in particular was fairly. Uh, it wasn't well received by a lot of the fans of the series and just gamers in general. So. Uh, Halo Infinite looks, you know, spectacular so far. From the trailer that we saw last year, it almost looked like it was the Halo Breath of the Wild, if you will, where it kind of is taking everything in a different direction. So I'm really excited for that, but I do fear a little bit the, uh, you know, when when they were announcing Project Scarlet and they were talking about all these processors and gizmos and stuff that was uh that was going to be featured in this console i didn't understand a single word of that but what i did understand was that oh my god this, this is going to cost a fortune so i'm happy <laughs> that it's coming out but i'm also just like oh god i have to buy an an xbox one x 16 or whatever um so it's just like but i but i'm happy for it um and shout out to Vash, who we are scaring with our appearance here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it's it's funny to me because you say that about Project Scarlet and how they kind of like debuted that, and I think that was their intention. Is that they're? I don't know why they're doing this too, because there are a lot of gamers out there, especially nowadays, who actually do do a fair bit of research on hardware and technology and and knowing, especially PC gamers. Um, who are doing the research and and know what these guys are talking about. And as uh, uh, that one guy at the Ubisoft press conference says, uh, gamers are good at one thing, and that's uh, smelling the bullshit from a mile away. And I feel like with with Project Scarlet, there there was a there was a definite line there where they were saying some things about it, where it's like, mm, that's not exactly true, but we'll go with it. And the the expensive part. I'm hoping is not true, but it probably is. I just don't see how that doesn't cost an arm and a leg. So yeah, in Canadian dollars, in Canadian dollars, the Xbox one X was about $600. Um, I just, I, I can't see it costing any less than that. I could see it costing more than that, but like, uh, it, it's, you know what? I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of of features that uh, you know that really sell it. But my my main takeaway from Project Scarlet was I I don't think I'm gonna if I have to choose between this and a next generation PlayStation, it's probably going to be a next generation PlayStation, which means that I'm not going to be playing Halo Infinite until maybe there's a bundle or there's a little bit of a price drop for it. So, you know, it's really interesting that you say that because the only thing I have going for for the PlayStation 5 or whatever they're going to call it uh, right now is the fact that the Final Fantasy 7 remake will most likely be on it. Um, right now, after watching the Microsoft press conference and just seeing all this all this stuff in there. And the fact that I haven't seen anything from Sony yet because they decided to dip this year, I was thinking, you know what? With the 360 and the PS3, I went with Microsoft. With PS4 and Xbox One, I went with Sony. So maybe 
it's time again to switch things up, but we'll see. And and price you, will you definitely know, be a factor. I I, f I feel like like no, you, you may not have a bunch of reasons to uh, to go with the PlayStation Five right now. I mean, we'll get them though. That's where you're going to get the new God of War. That's where you're going to yeah. get the Last of Us. That's where you're going to get uh, just all of these all of these really great titles. I feel that, and you know, Xbox is building its way up there. They acquired seven studios. Um, you know, they're. I think that they're really doing a great job in building up their infrastructure of first party developers and second party developers, but um, you know, they're not quite there yet and it's going to take some time until they're producing content like the last of us or like, you know, God of war or Spider-Man or any of the, any of the exceptional titles that Sony has been able to, to pump out seemingly on, on such a consistent basis. Uh, over the last few years so yeah it, it'll be interesting to see i definitely want some more details on uh, project scarlet and i mean we, we shouldn't have to wait that long to get them it's coming out holiday 2020 which leads me to believe that the playstation 5 is coming out probably in and around the same time so i mean really you think that you know you got to wait until sears e3 at at the longest to get that uh, that information so it'll be it'll be interesting at the end of the day, yeah, no, at the end of the day, I think that, uh, like, hardware's, I, I'm less concerned about the fact that they were kind of fudging the lines with their hardware and more concerned with the fact that, like, I just want to see it. I want to see how it works, and I want to see, you know, the UI, the interface, every, everything to do with it, just because that's more so what, what decides uh, me on a console than, than the hardware specs. It's like, how does it play? How does it look? How does it feel when I'm trying to navigate a menu? How does it feel when I'm trying to play online with my friends? Um, specs are important. Hardware is important. Like if if the PS5 can do a million things closer to what a PC can do than the Xbox One, yeah, that's going to make a difference. But in all the years past, like they've been fairly close enough to one another that it never really matters. So we we will see. Um, moving on from the Microsoft press conference, which I think was definitely the most uh, newsworthy, noteworthy, most important. Let's just quickly go over a few things from all of the other press conferences. Um, Todd Howard, man, that guy is just, <laughs> such a good speaker. He he really is. Yeah. Um, I was I was wondering how Bethesda would kind of navigate the uh, the fallout. Hey, the hey, fallout hey. from Fallout seventy six. Uh, obviously, not the uh, most critically receptive game in the world and i thought that he did a really good job he's a very eloquent speaker and i thought that he navigated uh, that water pretty well but i you know i had the same takeaway this year as i did last year from watching this press conference and uh that takeaway was these guys don't need to have a press conference yeah if they if they do not have a new elder scrolls game if they do not have new oh my god we were wrong it's mossy's Oh, <laughs> uh, hey, Moss, what's up? You know what? I was gonna say, I was gonna say, even if if they have a new follow game, but I don't think so. I, I think no. if they don't have a new Elder Scrolls game, do you need a conference? Do you really need a conference? So that's that's my takeaway. Um, I'm I'm not sure that next year will be any different because I don't know how far along they're going to be on Elder Scrolls Six or uh, what's their other game called Starfield. Starfield is Skyrim the one. Space. Star, yeah, <laughs> Starfield is what they revealed last year. 
right, right, right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't think that those games are going to be really... I don't think they're going to be ready to be shown in any kind of form or fashion next E3, so... I don't know Do you about need that. need a conference? I don't know. I, I think Elder, they'll have something for Elder Scrolls Six. I don't know that it'll be much. It might be more akin to what we got with Breath of the Wild for a while. Um, I think ultimately, I agree with you. I I was more so surprised by the amount of mobile games that Bethesda has just been dipping their fingers mm-hmm. into. Like every other game uh, at that conference was like a mobile game, and then they they turn Captain Keen or Commander Keen into a mobile game, and I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> What are we? What are, what world are we living in now? Where I guess that's more important to them than debuting the stuff that all their fans are more interested in. It's it it's really odd. Oh, and, and I mean, I just think that they didn't have anything else to show. Yeah, and that's why they spent a lot of time on Elder Scrolls Blades and uh, and everything else that they spent time on. So, kind of goes back to I don't think that they need to have a conference. But um, there it is. I think the Ubisoft, the Ubisoft conference was extremely unnoteworthy, except for maybe the fact that Just Dance uh, 2020 is coming out for the Wii. <laughs> OG Wii, baby. So there it is. Um, other than that, nothing really newsworthy happened. So let's talk about a game that is very near and dear to both of our hearts. And of course, that is Final Fantasy VII, the remake. And uh, you know what? I'm still pretty bummed that this is in episodes, but here's. Here's something that I want someone in chat to explain to me, or I want you to explain to me. So this game, if I was reading it right, is to be divided into two parts. And the first part is going to be all set in Midgar. But like that was the that was the opening act of Final Fantasy VII. So like maybe a generous 20% of that game took part in the opening act in Midgar. So like is the is the next game just like massive? Or is it so much extra content? in in the midgar part like i i don't understand it i would understand it if it was three or four parts which i yeah. thought that it was going to be originally but I, like I, I a don't telltale know. game yeah i i don't know that i can explain this for you because i had the same thoughts when they first announced that it was going to be episodic i'm really really glad that the, that the game looks the way it does i'm glad that the combat system looks great compared Compared to where we came from, and I was like, look, I was one of the guys who was like, don't get rid of the turn-based system. Just, you know, go full-on remake, just improve the graphics, don't touch anything else, and and give that to me. But with what they've been doing, it actually looks good, and it looks fun. And I know that when Final Fantasy XIV came out, I had the same thoughts when I was like, hey, you know, I've got... You know, this combat system is not bad. It's not turn-based, but it's also not... Final Fantasy 13, which I did not enjoy that combat system as much. So happy about that. I love how everything feels. Like the the character interactions are great. Everything seems to be on point with the story so far. But ultimately, I don't know why it's going to be in episodes. And I don't know why Midgar is half the game, if that's true. Like there's no reason for that unless they've They've added like a prequel section, a side section, and six other sections. Or they turned the uh, the whole. They, they like, must have. The cloud cross dressing scene is now a whole like two and a half hour uh, subsection of the game. Yeah, I I don't know. All I know is that 
is that Tifa is back and uh, Roll Tide on that. She was my first video game crush, so happy to see her back. Love you, Tifa. Thank you, Sonic. Um, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Sonic. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much the highlights so far of E3, um, and I'm sure that we'll have a lot more to talk about after Nintendo runs their show, but we're going to run the gambit on our E3 predictions that we made a couple episodes ago on the Champions Cast, available over on SoundCloud, Podbean, Stitcher, all those podcast apps. Um, our predictions Almost are pretty much all are wrong. wrong yeah. <laughs> so, uh, just, we're we're going to go through them here. You guys can laugh at us in chat. And uh, just ask yourself, what were these schmucks thinking? They call themselves experts? What? Who are these guys? So Oof. let's start off with our first predictions. Um, Andy, prediction number one, Armored Evolution Pokemon will be shown in Sword and Shield. Wrong. That is going to happen. Uh, Taylor, prediction number one, Legendaries will be revealed at E3. Wrong. But he also predicts that Starter Amiibo, so Amiibo of Sobble and uh, Score Bunny. Bunny and whoever the green dude is, uh, we'll he, he might be able to come with the half point there. Um, Andy, prediction number two. Link's Awakening Amiibo will be revealed. Could happen. Could happen. Taylor, prediction number table. two. Bayonetta 3 will be shown and uh, given a quarter one 2020 release date. So that could also still happen. So we're not too terribly off so far. Um, it gets worse, though. It, it gets worse. It, it gets so much worse. Let's keep it moving here. Uh, Andy, prediction number three. Cadence of Hyrule is shadow dropped and releases today. I think that that's probably, of any prediction on here, the the one that's going to happen. This is why I have to pray that I get something right, because otherwise you auto-win. Um, so Taylor, prediction number three. Astral Chain is shown with a release date, a story trailer, and some gameplay. So that could happen. I had to go bold with that honest, and add still, a bunch of stuff to that in order to get I it to not be. I remember what this game is again. <laughs> it's the new one. It's basically done by the same people who do Bayonetta. Kind of. Like, yeah. it's it's the same realm, same game type, all that stuff. And and near, I think. Um. So, Andy, prediction number four. The Metroid Prime Trilogy is ported to the Nintendo Switch, and that is still... That's on the table. That could still happen. I think it is going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't know that they um, have anything else. So, Taylor prediction number four. Town is shown and playable on the E3 floor. I'm half wrong I'm already. Wrong. Yeah. I, it could still it be, shown. be shown. but it definitely is not playable. Yeah, so I, I'll only be getting halvesies on that one. Um, Andy, prediction number five, no new games other than what Nintendo has already revealed will be shown at E3. So there's not going to be a surprise announcement of a new Zelda game, of a new Metroid game, of anything like that. We have a lot of titles which they've already announced, which we'll get into in just a little bit here. Um, so I don't think that they're going to show anything else. Still still possible, but I don't feel very good about that one. I'm just praying um, for a random Taylor indie prediction title. number five, a third party um a third party game from software from from software um maybe the new game of thrones game is going to be revealed for the nintendo switch well it's half right it it was shown just not for the switch and it's not mm -hmm. exactly game of thrones but i did say i was more along the lines of FromSoft's new game and it looks good i i cannot wait 
So I I think that we can go ahead and maybe just say that one's going to be wrong. I said that it was coming out for Nintendo Switch yeah, already. I did. So it gets worse from here, guys. Stay with us. Um, Andy, bold prediction number one: SNES and N sixty four games are going to be added to Nintendo Switch Online. We'll see about that. Um, <laughs> Taylor Bolt pick number one. Skyward Sword HD is shown and released in 2020. And actually, I'm I'm not too I'm not too down on this pick because I mean they're, we're already showing a lot of Zelda, but I do think that it makes sense. I don't think that the next big Zelda game is going to be out next year, like like Moss thinks. So I think that this could be a thing. I think um, the the thing with Skyward Sword is that makes it more likely. Uh, it's, it's actually a discussion that was going on in the Zelda Dungeon Discord where some people were talking about how, you know, it's been a while since we've gotten a Zelda game. We've gotten two, it's been two years, and the next thing we're getting is Link's Awakening remake. Um, so it, it's kind of about that time where we start getting some more Zelda focused uh, Nintendo directs, it, even if it's not at E3. I think definitely this year we're going to get a lot more inf- info on what's cooking in the Zelda in the Zelda kitchen. Uh, well, this is unfortunately all about E3. So let's move on to bold prediction number two. Andy, bold prediction number two: a portable only Switch is revealed for a lesser price. Even though they just time and time again said that this is not going to happen, I think it's going to happen. So there you go. Uh, Taylor, bold prediction number two. That rumored Star Fox Grand Prix game is shown at E3, and uh, Star Fox Grand Prix, or whatever that kind of morphed into the original game that was rumored to come out last year, and uh, have Retro Studios as the team behind it. So uh, we'll see. I'd be pretty happy if that one came true. Me too. Um, let's finish off our predictions here and keep it moving. Bold prediction number three is that you're going to see some Nintendo characters in other games and other properties, a la Starlink last year or Mario Rabbids or something to that effect. And this feels like it's almost wrong already, but uh, I guess I'll hold out hope until after this. And lastly, Taylor Bold prediction number three, Sub-Zero or Scorpion enters the fray in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Could still happen. Could still happen. Let's move on to both of our uh, impossible picks, which both are not going to happen. Um, Andy, impossible pick number one, one of one. Master Chief shows up as a playable character in Super Smash Bros. during the Microsoft press conference. And, you know, I guess that he could still be announced in this show. Maybe I get some half points. No. Maybe. Well, if no, I think if Master Chief shows up in Smash, that's a half point. Just not during the Microsoft conference. If if I'm not getting a half point for, uh, for the FromSoft. (laughs) announcement that you don't we'll, get we'll a half point for that. chief you your we'll whole your whole gamble with that pick that made it impossible was the fact that it would happen at the microsoft conference so if you're saying that that's what your argument hinges on you don't get half points for it being shown during nintendo listen taylor we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk privately after this oh uh, yeah crooked commissioner when you come into my office and we'll discuss terms <laughs> taylor impossible pick impossible pick one which is definitely not going to happen is Nintendo announces Breath of the Wild 2 or whatever that game is. And it comes out on the Xbox one. And, 
I had to go bold or go home, and unfortunately, I guess I'm yeah, going home. That, that was definitely <laughs> it was definitely bold. Um, yeah. Bolder than I thought. Bolder than I gave you credit for. How about that? I appreciate. So it. that is that is the run of all of our E3 prediction picks. As you can see, we have no idea what we're talking about, and we are <laughs> making stuff up on the fly here. So um, pray for us that at least we get one or two things right during this direct so that we don't look like total Goombas here on the Champions cast. And now, uh, we'll see how that sh- shakes out. Now that I look at, um, at it, I think only half of our picks each really got thrown out. I think we still have, what, like three or four each that could potentially be true, or five maybe? Yeah, potentially. Yes. Um, let's let's shift over. The direct starts in about seven minutes here. Let's spend some time talking about the games that we are uh, that we're going to see or that we anticipate seeing from Nintendo today. And let's start with the big one, of course, for us: Link's Awakening. Um, I expect that we'll get a price release date. Actually, the release date was rumored to have uh, to have leaked earlier today. We have a tentative release date for September twentieth. We'll see if that's true or not. And um, I am, I'm, what can I say? I'm, I'm super excited for this. Obviously, Link's Awakening is one of our favorite Zelda games. I think you and I both. Um, I've been playing a lot of Link's Awakening lately in anticipation for the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. And uh, I can't wait to play this new upgraded version of it. So I'm really looking forward to that. I really want to see what they add. Like, if anything, they may they might not add any new content, but I'm really hoping they do. A la the color dungeon and Link's Awakening DX, but mm-hmm. well, we'll see. Um, but nevertheless, I'm I'm just excited to see anything more about this game because it looked it looked awesome from the first moment they showed it, and I cannot wait. Yep. Um. So that's going to be probably the highlight of the show on the Zelda Dungeon end. Uh, of course, we've got Cadence of Hyrule as well, the uh, the indie dungeon crawler rhythm game. Um, a lot of people are expecting that to be released today, and we'll see if that comes true or not. If it does, then you can expect to hear some thoughts uh, from Taylor and I about this game very, very soon, maybe as early as next week's show. And, um, you know, I, uh, I, I'm i hoping that it is indeed out today. What do you and think that about we can play it later today? So you... I, th- I think it'll be really cool. I think. I was going to say, what do you think about the twenty four ninety nine price tag? Um, well, I mean, for me, that's like it's more expensive than that, even. Right. So, I I guess it comes down to how much content is in this game. Um, if it's, I, I guess, look at it this way: if it's a good game, I don't mind paying the price tag for it. Uh, so we'll see. I guess you know we haven't only had the one trailer. No other information, so we'll see. We'll see what they have to say about it today and uh, go from there. Um, let's quickly run through uh, the rest of the games that Nintendo's expected to show off today. We were... Uh... <laughs> this is a chain, actually. It's a, it's a chain headphone. I got all kinds of gimmicks going on here. I got headphones, big headphones, small headphones. Um, anyways. And he's gangster. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Canadian gangster. <laughs> so Animal Crossing is expected to kind of highlight the show or be in the main event spot. And I know a lot of people are really excited for that. Uh, I can't say that I'm like super jazzed about Animal Crossing, but I'm really happy for everybody that loves that series. And, uh, you know, good on you. You've waited a long time for it to come out. So that'll be uh, pretty awesome, I think. Uh, we have Luigi's Mansion 3, of course, which I am just absolutely 
stoked about. I, I love the Luigi's Mansion games. I think that they are incredibly fun. So uh, I, I just, I can't wait to get some more information about this. See, hopefully when it comes out, which is, you know, does Halloween release just make too much sense? I, I think that would be perfect. Play Luigi's Mansion on, on the 31st of October. That would be amazing. I would love that. Um, I don't know how much we're going to get today about uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield, or Mario Maker 2, considering that all of those titles have had Nintendo Directs that kind of focused on them in the last couple months. I expect that maybe they'll be shown some form or fashion during the Direct, but we only have about 40 minutes today. So uh, I, I think that they'll move quickly on those titles, but I, I still expect them to have a presence show up during the Direct. One game... And unfortunately, that's going to have quite a presence is Marvel Ultimate Alliance. The, the, what is it called? The Black Order? I think so. It's got a bunch uh, of uh, prominent voice actors in it, but that's about all that I saw that it has going for it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to get excited for that game, um, especially after the Avengers uh, from Squaresoft uh, or Square Enix yesterday was shown off. That debt it looks like such a polished game and I watched gameplay footage of ultimate Alliance and I'm just like, mm. eh, you know, it's a meh. So I, it's a meh and, and maybe, maybe it'll surprise us and maybe it'll be awesome. But I just, I, I don't see it. I, I can't say that I've played any of the other four. So maybe this one will be my first, if only a support third parties, on the Nintendo Switch, which I think is important because that's been Nintendo's biggest downfall for forever. Um, and last game that we might see or that I'm expecting to see, hopefully, is Bayonetta 3. So I'm hoping that that's shown off in some form or fashion. And then, yeah, I guess all that's left now is for the big show to start. Oh yeah. Well, while we're waiting... So we are moments away from... Uh, from Nintendo's uh, Direct, and I've I've got goosebumps already. What about you? Oh, I, I it's it's make it or break it for me because apparently I have to wear Skip's Tom Brady jersey while playing uh, Final Fantasy IX if I lose, and I I don't know if I could survive that. Um, Skip, don't forget to bring that to the marathon so you can give it to Taylor because I'm gonna beat him. Yeah. So my question to you, Taylor. Um, oh boy. And for anybody that doesn't know, our E3 beer was that Taylor would have to stream Final Fantasy IX if he lost, and of course he lost. So my question to you is, why did you buy this game, Final Fantasy IX, before E3 this year? What do you mean? But didn't you just tell me that you bought it the other day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause, well, because, let's be real, I... <laughs> After half of my picks got knocked out, and they were actually somewhat kind of the easy ones, I figured this might be uh, the double down I regretted. Oh, here we go. And here we go. Speaking of, before we end this direct, I actually have one, one more, more thing, thing to, to show, show us. Thank you very much for watching. Until next time. Oh god, what do we got here?
Skyward Sword 2020. Be still, my beating heart. What is this? This Holy sounds very Zelda. Cow. It is. Breath of the Wild 2 or Breath of the Wild DLC? That they said was never gonna happen. Mossy's the Great is smiling somewhere right now. Oh, dude, that's sick! Oh my god! Oof! I got I got goosebumps. Oof! Oof! I'm shivering. This is great. Uh oh. We just rebuilt that. The sequel is now in development. Oh my god! <laughs> they did it. Woo! Oh my god! That was awesome. So I was half right. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were. I think that pretty much that's going to do it for. I think you've won this. Oh man, Oof. that's. Ooh. I'm shivering. Hey, good Boy. morning, everybody. Well, and Taylor, I can see defeat for E3, but man, am I ever... I'm Doug Bowser from Nintendo oh, of America, and he is Bill Trinan from Nintendo Treehouse. We're here the Nintendo Should booth. I continue We're streaming the rest of the what we just saw in Treehouse? Direct, since Trinan's talking and Bowser? A sneak peek of the booth. So, Bill, uh, let's listen for a minute or two you, here. But I think there's a lot of we'll, folks uh, out there that are pretty excited about what they just saw. Well, Doug, I think it goes without question that I, oh, myself, am a huge fan of the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, like a lot of people, I put a lot of time into the Breath of the Wild. So, personally, I am incredibly excited that we're not getting new DLC. We are getting a full sequel, a brand new game in development for Nintendo Switch. Um, so, hope, hopefully everyone out there is excited I as well. So. Um, certainly, if you're a Zelda fan, there was a lot to like. How are you not Nintendo excited? Direct. A lot of other things as well. Uh, oh lots God. of games for lots of I'm players. Shaking. From it's only, Quest 11 it's only been two years, and we're getting a brand new like Zelda Dance title. Dragoon, uh, the Dark Crystal, Astral Chain, looking great. Was there anything in the direct that stood out to you? For me personally, I'm looking forward Ooh. to Luigi's Mansion. Moss, Moss is gloating somewhere, in this <laughs> and I look forward no, to being able to walk through the various levels of this spooky hotel. With my sidekick Gooey. Look, to be fair, I called it. I'm actually really looking I called it too. To I just called it for the wrong system. Updated uh, capabilities, including the slam <laughs> move. It's gonna be a lot of fun killing killing ghosts with killing ghosts with ghosts. That's right. And, it feels uh, really good. Too. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it this looks game's super gonna, uh, dark. Like that I whole Ganon skeleton. I love that. You know, one other thing I'm really excited about is uh, All right, what we got on the floor let's go ahead and here, and that turn is uh, Pokemon the, Sword and Pokemon the audio That's off right. I think this on, year is probably on Treehouse the here. Um, of course, we'll keep we'll keep watching it for any news and stuff like that. But uh, let's go ahead with our uh, post show here, Taylor, and All talk right. about everything that we just saw, which was a lot more than I was expecting to see. Uh my mind is blown. I, I think it, I think it's I think it's easy and safe and correct to say that uh Nintendo has won E3 this year. Yeah, you know what? Uh Square Enix is right up there with them, but 
you know, the fact that they reveal, like, they showed that much. I mean, they didn't really show any gameplay, I don't think. It didn't look like it, but... So it was kind of the same thing as Breath of the Wild 1 in terms of we're announcing it. It's in development. Here it is. We just wanted to show you and shut you guys up. And I'm um, all about I, that. I did say something yesterday that I want to at least say so that I can kind of get at least one thing sort of right. I said that I didn't think that this game was coming out in 2020. But if it was, they would have to show it at E3 at the end, which obviously they did. And uh Wow. It's we didn't get much, but that looked fantastic. Um, obviously, the same style as Breath of the Wild, the direct sequel. It looks like. Ooh. Man, I, what a show! I think I kind of called it too because I said that they would do a like a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think that a direct sequel to Breath of the Wild for me was was ever in question. Just uh, the fact of like doing it this quickly. Um, so that that's fantastic, I think. Yeah, I, I well, we did have a discussion at one point about whether we were just going to get like the Breath of the Wild gameplay, but have a a new kind of story. But I don't know, man. This this looks incredible, and I I okay. So I'm kind of torn here. What what do you think about Ganon? Um, because we had a lot of conversations about villainy let me in, let me come down Zelda. we'll talk about this in a little bit because okay. uh you know i, I want to watch a trailer at least a few more times before we really do a deep dive into it um, i want that sobble we'll stuffy yeah which we'll do this this weekend but um i mean just that that trailer uh the, the whole the whole presentation i thought was just like absolutely phenomenal um but let's 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 save some of our more deep dive uh, reactions for Breath of the Wild two. Let's just call it. And uh, what do you say we start from from top to bottom here, and let's just go over. Let's talk about what we saw, what we liked, what we didn't like, and uh, we'll we'll take it from there. Sure. So easy to forget that uh, the the direct started off with a DLC character from Dragon Quest coming in called the Hero, which. Uh, uh, you know that's that's pretty cool. It's it's um, yeah, I'm sure that there's a lot of Dragon Quest fans out there that are happy to see that. I think that that's the closest thing you're ever going to get to Goku in Super Smash Bros. So there you go. Um, what did you think <laughs> about that? And then the announcement that Dragon Quest 11 was coming to uh, the Nintendo Switch. So I've only it, is it 11 or is it nine? Uh, it it's numbers? 11, I believe. It's 11. Okay. I have only played, I think, three Dragon Quest games, but I've loved every single one of them, and I think to this day in that series of the three that I've played, nine is still my favorite. And so being able to uh, play as not only the, the new Dragon Quest hero, but also play as nine's version of him, I guess. It's not an Echo Fighter, but a skin. I'm, I, I love it. I think that... It's a it's a great addition. Hey, hey, Elias, thank you, appreciate it. Um, hey, Elias. Yeah, I think it's a great addition. It's very fitting. Like the, it definitely doesn't feel out of place. And I, I think there are a lot of people more so in Japan than in the U.S. who are going to be excited for this. But there's still going to be a fair amount. Um, my phone is blowing up with uh, yeah. with all of the the people reacting to the Zelda news. So I this is. This is so good. I love this. I love E3. I love it. Um, yeah, let's. Uh, it was it was awesome to see the hero in Smash. Uh, 
I, I was kind of expecting that uh, he might be available today, but uh, obviously it didn't go that way. He'll be available in summer. Um, I'm let's, thinking August. Let's keep moving here, and let's talk about Bowser in a goddamn tie, which was absolutely incredible. <laughs> Maybe... I was going to say it was the highlight of the show, actually. but Until uh, until the end. <laughs> yeah, until the end. But, uh, yeah, that, that was great stuff. Um, we talked about it during the direct, but I, I just think, like, Luigi's Mansion 3 looks absolutely incredible. It's everything that I wanted out of a, uh, a new Luigi's Mansion game. I think the first game showed the premise. The second game on the 3DS was really... I think one of the best 3DS games that they ever made. And I am just like, I'm really jazzed for this. And I, I really like the, uh, the haunted hotel aspect of it. It reminds me of the shining. I, I'm just curious as to, uh, what hotel on the face of this earth has all those wild rooms in it? (laughs) Like, I don't think Uh, I've ever seen a hotel like that. Has all those rooms. Apparently. Um, Oh yeah. And Gooigi. Oh man! Yeah, so yeah, the so best. we got Guigi, and that poor bastard melted into the drain at one point. <laughs> really bad for him. Um, we've got uh, we've got no release date though. No. on Luigi's Mansion Three, which I thought was noteworthy because just fall. Would, I don't even think they said fall. They, they just did. said available twenty nineteen. No, they, they said fall nineteen. I think. I don't think they did. And anyways, here or there, or neither here nor there. Twenty nineteen, um, regardless. Yeah, we, we have no release date for it, which is strange to me why they wouldn't have attached one, because it seems obvious that this is going to be a, a October game, but it may be, maybe they're just working on the exact date. I don't know. I'm not sure. But I know for sure that we're going to have some Zelda Dungeon, Luigi's Mansion multiplayer matches when that comes out, and it's going to be awesome. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion is... It's one of those games where when it first came out, I, I didn't know whether I would be into it or not. And then I played it and I was just like, oh man, this sold me from the instant I got in. And Luigi's Mansion 3, everything about it so far just looks polished, well done, and well thought out. And it's got an inclusion of great characters that we love. It has uh, some new gameplay features that actually look pretty cool. And co-op. I, yeah. I can't I can't not be excited for, for co-op Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be awesome and, and I really that they uh coming out October makes sense, maybe December if we're really pushing it, but uh, I wanna be playing that game sooner rather than later because yeah, it does look really polished. It looks like it's ready to go at any time. Um what did you think about Dark Crystal. Let's not spend a ton of time on this, but I thought I thought that was kind of neat. There's a new Dark Crystal show coming out on Netflix, or maybe it's already out. I'm not sure. But uh, Dark, that was I, the tactics game, right? Excited for this. That was the tactics game, right? Uh, yeah. It was it was the troll looking game. I don't. I wasn't really paying to be honest. Right. Thinking the about whole, Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> the whole Netflix intro kind of threw me off. I didn't know whether it was a show or whether it was going to be a game, and then they started showing the. The gameplay was like, oh, this looks oddly enough like um, like Fire Emblem and, and a Tactics game, and so I th- I think that's the one. But I I'm I'm always excited to try uh, new new strategy games, and especially ones that I haven't really heard of before. I don't I don't think I I know too much about Dark Crystal. I don't I don't is it already an established series or 
Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong in chat, but Dark Crystal is an old either movie or TV show that is kind of getting a reboot. That's why the style of, TV show, um, I think. Yeah, I think it's I think it's TV a TV show. That's why the style of the the Gremlins or whatever they are mm-hmm. is is kind of like they look like puppets. I think because they were puppets. Very nineties. So that's just the style of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it it might have even been eighties to be honest. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, Sonic Tonic just threw out there. Do you remember the movie Labyrinth? I do. Well, it it was it was around the same time, so same kind of thing. Okay. Um. So yeah, that I'm sure that there's a lot of people probably my age or maybe a little bit older than me that are going to be pretty into this. Um, Cause I, I heard a lot of people talking about the new show coming out and you know, they seem to be really excited about it. So I think that that's pretty cool. Uh, well, let's I think it looks good to... too for someone who's just new to it. Like I I'm excited to find out more about it now. So I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I, 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 like I don't, it. I don't know that I would, uh, that I would go out of my way to play this, but you know, if somebody, somebody brought their switch over to my place with, uh, with dark crystal on it, I'd give it a go. Um, let's switch gears here, keep moving though to one of the big reasons why we're here, one of the big things that we were looking forward to, and that was Link's Awakening on the Switch, and we got a really nice trailer, and the new feature of a Dungeon Maker, which kind of caught me out of uh, out of left field, but it looks really, it looks like this could have been its own game, like really. That's that's why I brought it, it up during... A mobile game or something like that, but uh, it could have been its own thing. Yeah, that's why I brought it up during the the trailer because it looked very Zelda Maker, and it looked like it could have been uh, Super Zelda Maker, The Legend of Zelda Maker. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, it was. We, I mean, we were right on both ends in that it was also a, uh, a, a an additional feature, a la the color dungeon. So instead of you getting a color dungeon, you now get to make your own dungeons, and then you get uh, potentially some pretty nice rewards. Like I can't say a fairy bottle is uh, insignificant. Man, I, I know that we're talking about Link's Awakening, but how good does Pokemon Sword and Shield look? It looks pretty good. Gotta, <laughs> I, I'm uh, a little distracted too. It, stream, it, just, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, so yeah, back to Link's Awakening though. We didn't actually get as much information about it as I thought that we were going to, which I which I'm a little bit surprised about. I thought that they might spend a little bit more time um, on some of the features and stuff like that. I didn't think that they'd go too terribly long on it, but something maybe similar to Luigi's Mansion where they had, uh, I, I think they devoted like a solid five minutes of the presentation to it. Um, so I, I was a little bit surprised that we didn't get more, but I, you know, I, I guess at the same time, we didn't need a whole lot about it other than a release date and any new features. And we did get that. Um, I think that with the Dungeon Maker, you can pretty much go ahead and assume that this is going to be a full-priced retail game. I know that there was some debate about how much that this was going to cost. Uh, I, I think I, I feel pretty safe saying it'll probably be full pop after today's uh, reveal. That that is true, Caleb. Um, I don't know. I I I think we got everything we needed. I I really liked. I loved everything about it. Honestly, like. The music is so good. The the graphical presentation was was fantastic. I think the small improvements to everything that they did show off were were great. Like eat, being able to eat the apple off the tree and everything like that. That was that was great. I think um Yeah, I I agree with you and then I don't think they really needed to do anything super big other than 
then announce that that release date. But that being said, still that that dungeon feature, like the being able to create your own dungeons is something I think a lot of people have been wanting for a long time. And mm-hmm. as an idea that the series came from originally, you know, I I can't say that uh, I'm not hype about it because I'm I'm totally there. I'm ready for it. And we're and we're getting it sooner than I th- than I thought we would. Uh, yeah, I was I was kind of expecting that it would be a December title, so I'm I'm happy to be playing it uh, pretty quickly after we're back from Chicago in the Zelda Dungeon Marathon. Um, let's uh let's keep it moving here. We'll talk about uh, a couple quick games in succession that were announced as coming to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, we had the the Mana Collection, which has never been outside of Japan before. So uh, I think released over here is Final Fantasy Adventure. So that's pretty cool. Um, we had The Witcher Three coming to Nintendo Switch, the uh, the complete version, the definitive edition. Yeah, and uh, I'm pretty excited for that. I, I never got around to playing it before, and you know, my my thing is, well, if it's on Switch, I'll just play it then. So. Yeah, we talked about this a lot actually. Uh, when we first started doing the Champions Cast, and uh, I asked you if you had played The Witcher Three, and you said uh, you had always wanted to, but never gotten around to it. So I definitely think that this is now your chance. And from the looks of it, uh, I know someone in the chat said earlier that they were wondering if it how how well it would run, like if it would handle it. And I can say that with my experience with Mortal Kombat Eleven on the Switch. There's a there is a graphical downscale, so it's not going to look quite the same as the PS4 or the Xbox One version. But because of that downscaling, it will it will handle the game okay. Like it, Mortal Kombat 11 runs pretty flawlessly on on the Switch, and it still looks good. And from that trailer, it didn't seem like uh, Witcher 3 had suffered too terribly. But we'll we'll. I, I think you, if you can run Doom Eternal. On the Nintendo I, Switch, see, Witcher that, Three should be. It may, maybe it won't be a hundred percent fidelity, but it'll be. It'll I don't be good know. Enough. I don't. I see. I don't know that the Switch will be able to run Doom Eternal. Like Doom Eternal, it, it's one thing to release a game that came out like three or four years ago or five years ago, um, then release a brand new game. Although I guess I'm shooting myself in the foot because Mortal Kombat 11 is a brand new game and it did it just fine, but. Then again, mm-hmm. I, I have full confidence that Doom Eternal will run fine when it comes out, and, yeah, and I guess yeah. we'll find that out shortly. I just wonder uh, how how it'll feel on the Switch. Let's keep this moving here. Uh, we've got we've got a ton of Resident Evil games coming to the Switch. Pretty much every single numbered Resident Evil. It looked like um, you had Zero remake, five six. There was another one in there, but I didn't catch which one it was. I want to uh, say it was uh, uh, Chronicles, not Chronicles. Maybe uh, it's, so there. There's just a there's more Resident Evil games than you can shake a stick at coming to yeah. Nintendo Switch, and uh, it was kind of like a long, it was kind of a long trailer, I guess, for lack of a better word. The the whole like the two people in the mansion thing. I would have been fine with like a, a thirty second sizzle reel saying like. Yeah, all of these games are coming to Nintendo Switch because it's not like they're remakes or it's not like they're new or anything like that. It doesn't. Uh, I, I I don't know. It, it's not even like these games haven't been on a Nintendo platform before. Um, of course, Resident Evil Zero 
in the remake were GameCube exclusives at, at one point in time. So I thought that this lingered a bit too long, but um, I'm, you know, whatever. I'm excited to play Resident Evil on my Switch. Um, always love those games. So that's going to be cool. Maybe I'll go find a Haunted Mansion with Sam and make her play them. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> it, it, it certainly felt like they were trying to fill time with that trailer, and I wish that they had just announced something else or, or done a little bit more in one of the other trailers to, to do that, if that's the case. Um, yeah. oh, 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 I just got a text from our very own managing editor, uh, Rod, Rod Lloyd, and he has texted me, Link's Awakening Amiibo. There you go. All right. But it wasn't announced uh, during the presentation, so well, no, you can't worm your way sorry, out of this one. Sorry, guys, bear bear with me here for just a second. Will I pass to our our news team here? Do we have um, release dates? Let's, or let's keep it moving here while I'm doing this, and let's talk about uh, No More Heroes Three and Contra. I know that you were. I am so hyped for No More Heroes Three. Excited for that. So hyped for it. I I like I honestly I could care less about Contra. I haven't really cared about contra since maybe 96 but like no more heroes 3 that that trailer was everything i wanted honestly <laughs> like it, it was very very it is filled with personality and i think that's what makes no more heroes such a great game is that the whole game from travis touchdown to the story to the way he he plays and fights and all that stuff it's it's just all about his character and and the charming charming off the wall humor that it has so uh no more heroes 3 looks great and from the bits of gameplay that we saw it it looks to be utilizing switch mechanics very well and uh i like the new graphical style too it's pretty good um, so let's uh, let's move on to Demon X Machina, which is coming out uh, September thirteenth. Can't believe but... I forgot about this game. We forgot about it again since it was uh, since it was announced. It, you know, I, I think that it looks kind of cool. Like we said, it's got that Zone of Enders um, uh, Zone of Enders vibe to it that I think looks kind of neat. But uh, my cat does not approve of it. She's scratching the floor. <laughs> the second I brought it up. Um, but I, I don't know. It just, there, there seemed to be a lack of polish. Like when you saw Luigi's mansion three running, it, it looked extremely, extremely polished. Like it was ready to go. Like, yeah. like this game could be released today. And, and I just didn't get that with, uh, with Damon X Machina. So definitely not. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I'm really looking forward to the game because if it plays anything like uh zone of vendors, I'm going to be through the moon. Because I love that game, and I'm really, really sad that the series just did not do well enough uh, from a marketing standpoint and from a sales standpoint to warrant, you know, a full series other than the the one sequel it got that was not as good. Um, so yeah, I'm looking to breathe more life into that style of gameplay, and if this game does that, I'm going to be super happy about it. But I agree, the game does not look ready at all. And I don't think... They, did, they didn't give a release date, or did they? They, they did. It's, it's like oh early September. It's coming out a week before Link's Awakening, actually. So I, I, I wonder, don't, I wonder I don't if know. they know that this thing is, uh, is fromage, and that's why they're bundling it so close. I, I don't know. Man. You know maybe, it, maybe it defies all of our expectations, and it's a really fantastic game. 
Um, I guess the only thing we'll do is, is wait and see about it. I know that they had that demo release not that long ago where they were basically asking for feedback mm-hmm. and ways that they can improve the game. So, you know, I hope that they got some really good uh, material from that and put it towards the game itself. But uh, I, I don't know. Put me in the skeptical call for right now. I'm going to put a pause on my negativity about it slightly and just think, well, you know, this has happened a lot before with games and where like what they show at E3, even like six months out is not necessarily what we're going to get when we actually play it. A big example of this was with Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11 is like they had they showed off these trailers with the character models and some people are like, well, that, that guy's face looks really weird or, or that, that the, the dash speeds are off. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. when the game released, like all that stuff was fixed and it was fine. Um, and so like I, every time I think about stuff like this, I, I, I have to remind myself of that and be like, well, just because what we saw or, you know, looks a certain way doesn't mean that that's necessarily how the final product is going to be. So it is possible that in, in a few months they'll be able to rectify those issues that we saw in the trailer uh, or they might have already done it in a, in a more recent dev build and that was that was a much earlier build i don't know but from what it looks like right now i'm i'm very cautious i would i would agree with you um one thing speaking of uh positivity that i was excited about was uh panzer dragoon which, yes i mean really it, it's been been like a decade 15 years maybe over more. a decade yeah the last uh, panzer dragoon was released um and, and you know i never can't say that i really ever played panzer dragoon but it looked really cool and i always wanted to especially uh, the rpg on the Sega saturn i've always kind of wanted to track that down so you know i i really hope that this is is pretty cool it, it looked a little bit rough this footage to be honest but principally as long as it's happening and you know they didn't give any kind of release date so it can they could take time to gestate and uh, and continue to get better. So I'm really excited for that. Um, it's a we fair, didn't get it's we, a fairly, we didn't get a lot of, uh, of of Pokemon news. Just flipping over here to keep it. Well, moving. I mean, they just had the Pokemon Direct, so I mean, yeah, which is fair. And I, I was and we're getting like, a whole lot of Treehouse stuff going on. I was on right like, now. why? What is going to main event? nintendo's e3 and obviously zelda breath of the wild 2 did that but before i was and like, awakening I was just like well probably pokemon well awakening kind of did it too and i would argue three houses as well we got and astral chain we got three really long trailers for all well, those no, so titles or four let, let me clarify what i mean by main event is like what would nintendo put in like the literal main event slot like the last game they show to send fans home happy um you know, last year was Smash Bros. Obviously, right. Mario Maker. A couple of years before that, Breath of the Wild. Uh, I, I didn't think that they had that standout game this year. Like Animal Crossing and Luigi's Mansion, Link's Awakening were all kind of on the same level in my eyes. So I was wondering what it was going to be, and uh, you know, obviously it turned out to be Breath of the Wild too. But I, you know, I, I think that uh, that Pokemon didn't really need a presence. And I, I was happy with what we got, or what we didn't get, rather. Actually, um, I will say this though: Nessa was looking was looking uh, pretty badass. Pretty fine. Yeah, roll tight on that. Yeah, she might be my new favorite trainer. She's um, she's the <laughs> new Misty, I guess. Yeah, no, she's got way more attitude than Misty. 
I guess, are we talking about TV show Misty or game Misty? Because uh, one could argue that TV show Misty had plenty of attitude. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's keep moving here. Let's talk about Astral Chain. Mm. You know, it just it doesn't do it for me. It's too. I hate to say this because I'm going to get a lot of flack for it, but it's too anime for my taste. It's just like that over the top, annoying voice, like cheesy action. Maybe, maybe I will be proven wrong and I just need to see a little bit more of it and I need to read a little bit more of it and, and whatever, but it's, it's not doing it for me as of right now. You know, I don't see how you can say that when there was like, Two trailers before that or something, we got the anime-esque, uh, I don't, I don't remember if it was Damon X Machina or, or one of the other ones, but like, you're like, the dialogue in this is, is so cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> and now yeah, that, that was Fire Emblem, which, uh, oh, we, okay. haven't, we haven't quite got to Fire Emblem yet, but, uh, or maybe we did and I just skipped past it, but, um. I, I, I don't think you yeah, can like, say it that. It is cheesy, and that's, that's like super cheesy, but. And it's also super know, anime. It's, it's good cheesy. It's super anime. Fire Emblem Three Houses is like the definition of Amer like um, <laughs> Japan pushing uh, anime to America. Like this is this is the style of anime that you like, and then Astral Chain is just Japan going like we don't care. This is what we really do with anime. It, I you know I I can't ah oh, man I I don't think you can say. Yeah, I, I don't think you can say that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know that previous Fire Emblem games have been exceptional, and the story is never anything to write home about in Fire Emblem. But I, I at least can hang my hat knowing that the gameplay is going to be awesome. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm sold on Astral Chain yet. I'm not the biggest fan. I like Bayonetta. Would I say that I think Bayonetta is one of my favorite games? No. Um, but you know, would I say that action type games like that are some of my favorite? No. And that's why I'm kind of, that's why I'm kind of leaning in more towards, uh, Fire Emblem and, and being a little bit more forgiving, I guess. Well, I think you also just have the experience of having played Fire Emblem too. Like it's, you're already familiar with the series, so you're already invested in it. Whereas Astral Change is coming in brand new and, you really only have your first impressions to go off. So I, I understand. Right. I do. I just think it's hilarious that you say cheese is bad and then turn around five seconds later and say, oh, cheese I, is amazing. I think, the, I think that the cheese is bad in too. Let me just be very <laughs> about that. It's, uh, it, it's so hokey and it's so awful, but it, it right. is it is what it is. But uh, Astro right. Chain is going to be out on August the 30th. So we're going to be able to play that right away um, and see what that game is all about. One game that looked uh, kind of weird was Empire of Sin. And while we were guessing what it was, uh, yeah. we threw out L.A. Noir 2. We threw out Rodin's Bar from Bayonetta 3. We threw out uh, we threw out a bunch of different stuff, and none of it was right. It was <laughs> this gangster game called Empire of Sin. And then when it panned away, it kind of had like, like you could build your own gangster city. I, I don't know what was going on. So it, it, it looked neat. Th this game definitely reminded me of a game that was going to be coming out in, I think, 2018 or 2019. 
Uh, it was this old, oldish game for like three Xbox 360 or PS3 that was in development. Um, that was kind of like a, a Las Vegas Criminal Empire run. And then there was another game that that did come out. I want to say it's it's not Mafia, I don't think. But there was another game that kind of had a similar concept, and but turned it into like Mafia gangsters instead of like the Las Vegas gambling crime syndicates. So this game... See, it seems like they decided, hey, we're going to take this concept that we ran with before and didn't do very well, and then we're going to mix it with a little bit of Godfather and see how that works. And I don't know. It, it looks like it could be promising. And um, I'm, I'm a sucker for games like that where you kind of like start at the bottom, get your way to the top, and then you run like an organization or something like that. It... I don't know. I just I, I like the managerial aspect of it. I like um, I like the the strategy of it, and and I think that it 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 can be fairly appealing to a, a wide range of people. So it could do well. I look forward to seeing more about it. Um, let's talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Uh, the Black Order. This just like really, really underwhelmed me. I was not looking forward to it before, and it just it looks like a PlayStation Three game. It really does. There's no other way to go about it. The characters are blocky. The animation looks bad. Um, and then the icing on the cake for this was that uh, you had to at the end of at the end of the trailer, they showed that all the X Men that you saw. All of the, um, I can't remember who else they said, Fantastic Four, I think. They were mm. all DLC that you had to purchase, so they're, they're not even with the game. And I'm sure that you get some X-Men and, and maybe, like, the Human Torch or something like that. But just, it, 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 the whole thing was just, like, I wasn't excited for it before. I'm less excited for it now. Um, I think that, you know, it's great that this game is coming out as a Nintendo exclusive, but... It doesn't. It just doesn't look good, unfortunately. Yeah, I. I've never really found myself being really interested in the Ultimate Alliance games. I played uh, two when it came with my Xbox 360, and I don't know. I just I didn't enjoy the gameplay of it. So when looking at this one, they said that they would be kind of doing less of a gameplay approach and more of a story approach. I was like, "Mm, it's weird. And then they showed it off and I was like, yeah, I, I like the characters. I like the, the telling of those stories. I like the inclusion of, of Marvel superheroes in such, in such a way. But I don't think, I don't think this game is going to be all that good. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think it was really worth doing. But I don't know. There, there are quite a few Ultimate Alliance fans out there. Um, so at least they have something to look forward to. But this is definitely not one I'll be picking up. Yeah, I, I think that the timing was unfortunate. Just uh, especially after yesterday's reveal of. The Avengers game from Square Enix, and uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, hold on a second here. We've got a text, and I think that we have some more um, breaking news here. There's going to be a Dreamer edition, and we've also got the box art for Link's Awakening. 
Um, the Dreamer Edition is going to come with an art book. So there we go. Uh, we'll have that uh, on the site here quickly for you guys. What did you say um, was so, yeah, called? The Dreamer really cool. Edition? The Dreamer Edition, yeah. Okay. Collector's so Edition pretty... for Link's Awakening. All right. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, we've also got our first look at the box art, uh, which looks looks very, very cute. It looks very cute. I am just so excited to play this. I wonder if I can uh, bring that up on the screen. One sec. So there we go. The Dreamer Edition, which, uh, you know, half of me wishes they hadn't just announced that, because now, of course, so thanks a lot, Nintendo. Right. Um, let's keep the show going here. Let's talk about Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Uh, you know what? Let's not talk about Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, actually. Really? Let's talk really? about Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, okay. no, we don't want to talk about that. So Cadence of Hyrule, um, it comes out not today, not tomorrow, but the day after. So uh, pretty close to coming out at E3. I wonder why they just didn't release it today. Uh, maybe there's... I don't know. But there's got to be a they, business reason. They knew it. that that was one of my E3 predictions. So yeah, they're they, like, they trying to give me a bone here. Yeah, toss me the that uh, Spiteri guy. We can't let him win again. Right. Release it tomorrow. That uh, jerk. Let me see. So yeah, it looked it looked really cool. I think that the music sounded. Um, I'm really excited to play it. You know, I, I think that. If this didn't feature Zelda characters, I probably would have passed over it. Well, I mean, I did pass over the Necrodancer game, but I think that's exactly why you make these kind of games to get players to try something that they otherwise might not be into. Um, So everybody watching on stream right now, there is your first look at the Dreamers edition with what looks to be a gorgeous art book. So I'm really excited for that. One thing about Link's Awakening, they didn't give it a subtitle or any kind of... uh, any kind of other other title to differentiate it from the original Link's Awakening. So I know that Moss is probably pulling his hair out about that somewhere. <laughs> but um, so yeah, Cadence of High Rule coming out June thirteenth. Um, we are going to definitely have some thoughts about that rather soon. Probably not on next week's show, but the show after. It'll be all about our impressions of Cadence of High Rule. Um, let's let's finish it out here. Let's talk about Animal Crossing Lost, aka Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I legitimately thought that this was like a castaway Animal Crossing game for the first couple minutes of it. Because like the person was just on an island by themselves, like not doing anything, just surviving, uh, surviving the wild. So, uh, you know, it, we were we were kind of talking about Animal Crossing before the show started earlier about how, you know, a lot of Animal Crossing fans feel like it's just been forever and ever since the last main release game. Yeah. Um, so this is this is your big moment. It's coming out. It's not coming out in 2019 as we originally were led to believe. It's got delayed. 2020 game. Yeah. Uh, I think March 2020 is what they said. Yes. Yeah. So you're going to have to wait a little bit for it. But, um, you know, it it looks really it looks really good, I think. Uh, and, and for the Animal Crossing fans of the world, I, I'm sure that they are absolutely ecstatic. So I, I'm really happy for them. I just hope they actually have Lost and Castaway references in the game because there's be no awesome. way that they cannot. If they had the if they had the little like light tube from Lost that uh, that Locke <laughs> was trying to break into, that'd be cool. Or they just um, have like a right, pillar so... or column with a volleyball on top of it, and that's it. <laughs> 
let's get to the let's get to the big stuff here. Um, Nintendo really went out with a bang. I, I they would have been okay first announcement, let alone their second, but they really gave us a a one two knockout punch here. So everybody it seemed was clamoring for it. Uh, it looked like the stars were aligning so that this could happen. A Microsoft character gets into Super Smash Bros. I went big and predicted that it was going to be Master Chief, but the more realistic option was Banjo-Kazooie. And of course, that's who it ended up being. How exceptional was that troll trailer where they they basically just redid the King K. Roll trailer and had Duck Hunt troll you all over the screen before Banjo just drops down? I Oh, man, that was so, so good. It's called reusing your assets well. <laughs> AKA, AKA regifting at Christmas. Uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely exceptional. Uh, Banjo looks. I mean, he he's going to fit in perfect. He was a character that you know had had rare, probably not left Nintendo. He would have been in Super Smash Bros. Brawl back in two thousand and eight. Um, he he was tailor made for Smash, and it's it's great to see him there. And uh, you know, it's it's nice to see that uh, that really solidifying the relationship as of late between Microsoft and Nintendo. And who knows, maybe that can lead to, you know, a new Banjo game somewhere down the line. If if not, at, you know, on the on the Xbox One at the very least, or Project Scarlet maybe. Um, so I'm hoping that we get some new Banjo. I'm excited that Banjo's in Smash, and I know that a lot of people are really, really happy that he's there. Um, was hoping for Master Chief, but I'll take Banjo. Hey, you know, Banjo's great. I was hoping for Conker, honestly. Like, Conker is probably one of my all-time favorite characters now and i think it would have been funny to have him in smash but i don't think it would be realistic considering his source game but hey if we could have potentially mortal Kombat characters in in smash we could definitely have conquer but banjo's great and his i i found it really interesting too that in in this uh reused asset trailer they included duck hunt because his move sets or sorry his move set looks very, very similar to a lot of the things that Duck Hunt does. Um, but it seems like Banjo's going to be less of a zoning character, I guess, and more of a um, in-your-face Duck Hunt. Uh, yeah, I can... Sure. Suck. <laughs> Whatever that means, you professional. I am um, not a professional. People so know. We're, we're, of course, they, they just... I, I, thought the, I thought that it was done right then. When he says, I've got one more announcement for you. And then my my heart was pounding because I was like, could this be Metroid Prime 4? But then quickly you can tell that the art style just didn't really line up. And I was like, this is Breath of the Wild's art style. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, they said Breath of the Wild DLC was done last year. Wait, run that by me again. Oh, did I lose you, Andy? Uh-oh. Give us a second. Andy's uh, connection is getting a little uh, wonky. Let's see if we can get him back. Uh... Hear me? Yeah, I can barely hear you. Give me a second so I can fix your audio level. Okay, go ahead. 
Did the, the thing that happened to you before happen again? Drop him like it's hot. No, we're there's no dropping. Not yet. I, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can. We can we, hear you now. I just had to All fix right. your. I just had to fix your audio level because I've had to lower it before. So, right. uh, what, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I'm what sorry were you that, saying? Everybody. It's Canadian Wi-Fi. <laughs> um, all right. So I don't know what the last thing you heard was, but uh, so I was doing. Uh, uh, I was doing. I was sitting here watching that uh, that trailer, and when it when it started, I was just like, "Oh my god, is is this Metroid Prime Four? And then you can uh, you can very quickly see that the art style does not mash up to, uh, to the Metroid Prime 4 art style. And then I, I recognized the art style of the Wild. And I was just like, holy, holy moly, this is Breath of the Wild art style. Um, but we don't have any more DLC coming for Zelda. They made that abundantly clear back in December of 2017 that it was finished with that, uh, that Breath of the Wild DLC. So this is something new. And then, of course, we got the, uh, we got the trailer that that uh, confirmed that it was indeed a new sequel. Um, so yeah, I was like, <laughs> man, I was, yeah, I was expecting myself to like actually like scream or something in in surprise. But then I, I was almost just like I had no words because I was just I did not I didn't expect it at all. Um, and I guess I guess like we like we said earlier, uh, we were talking about. Mossy had mentioned in one of his E3 predictions on the Hyrule Compendium that he was a believer that the next Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, if you will, was coming out in 2020. And I kind of poo-pooed on that idea, but also said that if it was going to happen, they'd have to show the trailer today just to let people know that it was coming. So, yeah, I, I was I was extremely, extremely surprised to see that trailer and uh, what a trailer it was. And if you're... If you're watching the stream, we're gonna bring that trailer up here in just uh, just a quick second here, so that we can check I... it out and kind of do a, a live reaction. I actually have it ready for you right now. Oh, perfect! Do so, you roll uh, it? so let's let's take another look at this guy and, and see it. All right, here we go, guys. Zelda's got a new haircut, too. Oof. God, that just looks... 
Oh. I'm all about it. I am all <sighs> about it. So, I mean, it, it obviously looks like uh, Ganondorf is coming back in a big way in whatever this next Zelda game is going to be. Um, uh, if, if, that, if that doesn't give you chills, man, I don't know what does. Because that, that is absolutely breathtaking footage, I think. I um, Something that just really gets me on a personal... Just because, like, I, I love Ganondorf. I really do as a character. And I... Like just seeing kind of like his his corpse just come to life life like that, it was it was so beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment, and I like as, as much as I agree with you on a fundamental level about how Ganon's implementation in Breath of the Wild was not the greatest, I feel like this could be a, a an ultimately redeeming factor, like the redemption moment rather, like. It could be really, really good. Yeah, I, I know you guys can't see this, but I, my hair is standing up on my arm after watching. Yeah, it's just uh, I think I think Moss put it as as eloquently as possible. Like I got chills, and they're multiplying. Um, it looks it looks absolutely fantastic. So we're gonna have a new Link's Awakening trailer for you on the site here quickly. Um, somebody in the Twitch chat just asked about uh, finding a video in reverse, and we're going to have that as well. I can work uh, on we that. We have the uh, the Breath of the Wild trailer video sequel trailer with reversed sound, so we'll post that on the site. Um, and we'll have all that stuff for you. Uh, while we're on stream right now, I just want to give a, uh, a special shout-out to our news team over on Zelda Dungeon who were working tirelessly from, uh, from about 7 a.m. for some of these guys this morning, just covering all the news and stuff today. Um, we had Alexis Anderson, Brandon Schmitz, Charles Xavier, Judy Calder. Um, we, we had a lot of people chipping in here to make sure that this day went as seamlessly as possible. Of course, Adam Barham, who was grabbing all the images that we used. So everybody really stepped up, as they always do, to to make this day seamless and to make Zelda Dungeon your, your you know, one-stop shop for all of the Zelda news that we got today. And we got a lot of Zelda news today. So I was, you know, I think it's uh, hats off to them for for doing such a professional job and, uh, and killing it as always. So uh, if any of you guys in the chat are part of our Discord and you see them, uh, give, them a, give them a virtual pat on the back. They did a great job today. And that, nice. that, that was Nintendo's E3. I'm, I'm gonna uh, bring. I, I think the... we. I think we still need some time to to come down from that Breath of the Wild Ganondorf trailer because there's just so many ways that this thing could go now. Like you saw, kind of the, and it looks like it takes place in the immediate aftermath of Breath of the Wild, which is also really exciting because I thought that there was a lot of room there to still explore and see what was going on. So, uh, very, 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 very exciting. You ready for the trailer in reverse? Let's do it. Let's hit it. All right. Here we go, guys. Definitely, Mino.
Yeah, that very interesting. Um, I wonder when the next time that we get information about uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild two is going to be. Um, you you have to think it it's probably not coming up until maybe E three of next year. Right. I I can't see them maybe highlighting it before then. I I'm trying to piece together like if anything like if I could even understand what was was going on because you know whenever you, whenever you have audio like that where it's kind of like reverbed usually if you reverse it like you can make out like sentences or stuff like that but in this in this case it just seemed like it was like a word that the the vocalist was saying and I just couldn't couldn't understand what she's saying. Maybe we gotta slow it down or something. But it was interesting um, to see it in reverse. I I love the tone. Uh, the Ganondorf skeleton just looked absolutely oh, fantastic. And so you know what? Good. This this next game could maybe retroactively make Breath of the Wild story mean something so much more. Because, uh, like you said, we we've had. We've had, and I in particular have had my grapes with uh, with Skyward Sword, or Breath of the Wild story, and the Calamity Ganon, and uh, just the, how they didn't really explain any of that, and I, I was left a little wanting with that. But Man, you know, if this is a direct continuation of that story, perhaps we get some stuff in this game that makes some of the things from the last game make a lot more sense. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited for that. Um. And that was that was a very, very successful Nintendo E3. That uh, I think that that easily blows away last year. I think that uh, this is probably going to rank up there with the E3 moments that they've ever done. We just did, uh, you know, we we just did a whole show about some of Nintendo's finest E3 moments of all time. Does Banjo Kazooie Breath of the Wild uh, two one two combo punch? It's got to rank up there in the top five. It definitely ranks. I I don't know if I would say it was necessarily better than last year though, because last year was pretty pretty darn good with the ultimate. I think like overall the direct was better, but the you know what I I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree. I think last year was just Super Smash Bros. and the the reveal of everybody was included. It wasn't like a strong selling point for me. The Ridley reveal was definitely the highlight, but like. I think that the the Banjo Kazooie reveal is is almost on the same level as Ridley, and then you add in just Breath of the Wild too. It's like, holy cow! Um, this was truly a a special way to end this show, and I I really I wasn't expecting it, and I didn't think that they would have anything to show, even if they did announce that they were working on the sequel. So obviously they've been working on it for some time. You know, so what? I'm I'm really really excited. I, I, I take it back. I, I do agree that this uh this was definitely dominant and impactful. But there you go. That's a good saying. Who I, sings I, that? I, I, you know, some some guy I know. You know, <laughs> some some dude I met in July. But yeah. uh, I think what really did it for me is is not just the combo of of um, Breath of the Wild two and um. And everything else, we and Luigi's Mansion Three, and 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 all that stuff. But also, like Doug Bowser's introduction, like that was good stuff. I mean, it wasn't Reggie levels of intro, but it was. 
I, probably as good as he was he was going to get. And I think that it really is a good introduction to who he is. And I think that um, we we really we got a moment to where we know that Nintendo of America is in good hands. And just because Reggie is moving on with his life and, and doing bigger and better things for himself doesn't mean that we're going to be left in the dust. So... Um, so, so there we go. That's, uh, that's going to do it for us today on, uh, on Twitch covering Nintendo's E3. We're going to start wrapping it up here. Um, wow. What a presentation. And of course, uh, we're going to have this up for you, you guys listening in podcast form right away. We'll hopefully have it up today or tomorrow. And then, uh, you know what? Our original plan was to, uh, to take a week off after uh, e3 but taylor i don't think we can do that i think we i think we're going to be back at her on monday with some uh analysis thoughts and hopes and dreams for the next zelda game that's how it works here at zelda dungeon i just got put to work immediately <laughs> no days off no there days we go. off not, <laughs> not with not one not two but three zelda games coming out so uh the content is going to come fast and furious here Link's awakening september 20th cadence of i rule coming out in two days uh, and of course, now we have Carrot, that is Breath of the Wild 2, so something to strive towards. That's going to do it for us uh, today. We hope that you enjoyed the live stream of E3 with the Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. Um, of course, if you haven't, subscribe to us on Twitch and subscribe to the Champions cast over on Podbean and iTunes. Um, definitely make sure that you head over to Twitter. You can follow me. I am at Spateri316. Taylor is at GIF underscore Bluehawk. That's it. We're out of here for now. Everybody listening in podcast form, thank you. Everybody that joined us live, thank you. And uh, I can't wait to talk about this some more in the following weeks to come. And for next year, too. Enjoy the rest of E3, guys. We're out. Stay safe, everybody.